It's One Storytime, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word, the one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasny, but you can just call him Doc. Hello again, everyone. It's always a good time to get together and talk about the Bible because there are just so many interesting people in the Bible. They can either be good examples to us or bad examples. Of course, all the people we read about in Scripture are imperfect. None of them can save themselves. None of them follow Jesus with all their hearts. Always remember that the main character in every Bible story is God, not the human beings involved. We are to learn about who God is first whenever we read our Bibles. But after that, we should learn things from people, especially their relationship with God. We all need help to learn how to live God's way. Now, maybe you're like me and have a few favorite Bible characters. I want to share my number one favorite with you today. It may surprise you since it isn't Paul or David or Moses or Abraham. It isn't even an Israelite or an early Christian. But this man had an amazing interaction with God that had a profound impact on me. Who is it? King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Yes, one of the most powerful kings of all time. How in the world can he be my number one favorite person? Well, it's not because he destroyed the holy city of Jerusalem and hauled off God's people into captivity. Even though God's people deserved to be punished, Nebuchadnezzar was very evil for wiping them out and taking away all the young, beautiful people into slavery. He's also not my favorite for trying to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by throwing them into a fiery furnace. But wow, is that an amazing story or what? God chose to save these three men in quite the miraculous way. Not a mark or even a smell on them. Yet it is the end of that story when I started to really come to love Nebuchadnezzar, even seeing myself in him. When he sees that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were perfectly safe and alive, In this hot, 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 fiery furnace, his heart and attitude changed. Listen to his own words from Daniel 3, verses 28 and 29. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. Nebuchadnezzar goes from demanding everyone worship him because he was so powerful 
to acknowledging that the one true God is the only one able to rescue, the only one able to save. Well, did this make Nebuchadnezzar a worshiper of God at this point of his life? I don't know, but I don't think so. His pride was humbled for the moment. He certainly was amazed that God could do such a powerful thing. But he seems to only recognize that God is Shadrach's God, Meshach's God, and Abednego's God, not his own God. So let me pause here and talk about pride for a moment. Pride is often talked about as something that is good. Your mom may say she is proud of you for something you did very well. You may be proud of your team for winning the championship. But the Bible speaks of pride as mainly sinful, as trying to take God's glory for ourselves. Because when you think about it, pride is all about me, me, me. Pride goes before a great fall because it produces so many other sins in our lives. As Christians, we are supposed to walk in humility, not in pride. King Jesus has never been proud like King Nebuchadnezzar. Which now brings us back to this man who is the prime example of pride. And one day, God chose to do something about it. This story may not be familiar to you. God spoke to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream again, and yet again, he couldn't understand it. So he sent for Daniel to interpret it for him. Remember, Daniel was gifted by God to know the meaning of dreams. So Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar that God is going to take away all of his power and all of his prosperity. He will lose the kingdom that he worked so hard to build for seven periods of time, which could have meant seven months, but more likely meant seven years. You see, Nebuchadnezzar believed he had built his kingdom. He didn't believe that God had given it to him. This is pride. But Daniel said there was an opportunity for the king to avoid this horrible punishment. If he humbled himself, did what was right, and had mercy on people, God may allow him to keep his kingdom. So what happened? Well, let's read Daniel 4, verses 28 to 33. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, and the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? Do you hear all that pride? I have built this all for my glory. Pride continued to be Nebuchadnezzar's greatest sin problem. Well, listen to what happens next. While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men, and gives it to whom he will. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox. 
and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. Wow, can you imagine what Nebuchadnezzar looked like? I like to call him the bird man of Babylon. He went absolutely crazy, eating grass, animal-like in every way. He was kind of like no longer a human. He was totally humiliated. Do you think Nebuchadnezzar was full of pride over his accomplishments now? He probably didn't even know who he was. Now listen to the rest of the story in verses 34 to 37. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Do you think Nebuchadnezzar has really changed this time? I do. I think he is truly praising and worshiping the one true God, the most high God. I think his mind was given back to him so he could truly repent and turn to God. He now knew God was the greatest king, and he wasn't. At this moment, he was no longer walking in pride, but only in humility. He knew God now, so he totally knew his own pride. Listen to Nebuchadnezzar's own words of his story here. At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my Lord sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Wow, God even gave Nebuchadnezzar his greatness back and more. He was even able to be king again. So had Nebuchadnezzar really changed? Well, there's one more verse in our story, verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right, and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. Do you hear it? There it is. Those who walk in pride he is able to humble. I think this powerful king really became a worshiper of God. I really hope to see him in heaven one day. Nebuchadnezzar is my favorite Bible guy because I struggle with my pride too. And I have seen God humble me over and over again. How about you? Are you trying to make life all about what you want? Are you just thinking about what you want instead of what God wants? Are you more interested in serving self instead of serving God? You may be so proud you don't even know it. Well, the bad news is the sin of pride keeps us from worshiping God. We can take glory that is supposed to be given to God alone. But the good news is that God is able to humble you. He will strip you of your pride. He will bring you low if you are his child. 
God loves you enough to not allow you to walk in pride all of your life. So ask God to humble you today. Ask him to show you your own pride. Give God the glory instead of taking it for yourself. Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home, and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth, and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and church so you can talk about it together. Until next time, keep learning, loving, and living out God's Word.